you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, Rendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com. Forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever fine podcasts can be found. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It does help no, the show. No, just don't hit it. Smash it. Sma- <laughs> smash the subscribe button and smash that notify bell while you're at it. If you're listening to us on an audio podcast, be sure to leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It really helps boost the exposure of the show. Of course, this is Matt Chat, where we take $20 and up patrons let them chime in and give us questions in the form of video or text, and then we answer them right here on the show. Yeah. It's awesome. You can participate, too, on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, if you don't feel like kicking in $20, that's great. You can kick in $1, and you still get a lot of cool stuff. One dollar. But this is Matt Chat. We've got questions to answer from our patrons. Let's see what they have to say. First up, we've got the enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, Stephen Larson. What's up, guys? It's the Enforcer here with the Mad Chat question. Now, I want to talk about the Universal Championship match at the Royal Rumble. Now, for whatever reason, we got a change up here and we got Finn Balor challenging Brock instead of Braun. For whatever reason it may be, but that's another topic for another time. What I do want to talk about is Finn Balor. What are the chances that we get Demon Balor? at Chase Field in front of 40-something thousand people. And if so, is that almost a shoe-in that we get a new Universal Champion at the Royal Rumble? Because as far as I can recall, only one time has Demon Balor lost, and that was in a steel cage match to Samoa Joe in NXT. So let me know, what are the chances of Demon Balor and what are the chances if we do get Demon Balor that he wins it? Let me know your thoughts, guys. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Enforcer. Thank and you, your Enforcer. Computerized female friend. That was a well lit Matt Chat question. Yeah, very imposing. What's well, as well lit? Well, like he had, it was all like. It was red, red in the back. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, imposing. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like he's, ominous, ominous. He's hanging out with Lava Man. Ominous. Anyways, Demon I, I think Balor. I think he was it was creating a vibe for Demon Balor. Yeah, there you go. No, man, here's the thing. I don't even think WWE cares about Demon Balor anymore. They seem to be all in on just Man Balor. Um, I would love. When's the last time we saw he was gonna show up? Pumpkin Balor. Was, was show no, he up. showed up once after that uh, against Baron at SummerSlam. Oh, this past SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, he beat yeah. Baron in about two minutes. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how much WWE really cares about Demon Balor. Here's the thing. Given that WWE doesn't really care too much about... I'm not going to say that. They have a role for Balor. And when he's the Demon, he kind of has to win. So because they haven't really, over the past couple of months, 
cared too much about him winning. Besides, of course, you know, the, this rumble uh, thing. Uh, that's kind of why we haven't seen the demon. It, he'll only appear if it's a guaranteed win. And it's like a huge title match. And even then, I'm not even sure. I don't know how much they care about the demon, to be honest with you. He's a good, it's a good, it's a good story tool for them to use if they need to kick up an, a notch in a rivalry. But they haven't needed to do that with him because he's not in any real rivalries. So, um, no, I think, I think W cares about the demon a great deal. Really? Demon Balor might be the most protected wrestler in all of WWE. <laughs> He's so protected, you never see him. Because they don't want him to, to lose as Demon Balor. You know why they care about Demon Balor? Demon Balor moves merch. All sorts of Demon Balor stuff, at least for a while. Uh, it was on shirts and stuff. All right. Selling merch, moving those t-shirts and, and merchandise items, memorabilia. Yeah, memorabilia. Making money for the company. So Boys. in that sense, yes, they care about Demon Balor. But they're not going to overexpose Demon Balor, and definitely not going to put him out there in a situation where he's going to take a loss, at least not anytime soon. So, because of all that, everything we've read so far about why Braun got replaced by Finn at Rumble um, leads me to believe that Finn has basically no shot of winning the match. Therefore, we will not see Demon Balor mm-hmm. because if Demon Balor shows up at Rumble, he kind of has to win. Doesn't storyline? Wouldn't it make sense though for Finn to say, "Hey"? This is for the Universal Championship. I'm going to put forth my best effort. I'm going to channel Demon Balor right? because it makes me more powerful so I have a better chance to win. Totally, 100% yeah. win. It makes all the sense in the world. However, kayfabe, yes. Uh, uh, Shoot-wise, no. Because Finn's going to take that L. They should at least like write some storyline reason why he can't always just summon it whenever he wants to, though. Yeah. You know, it saps too much of my bodily fluids. I need them to maybe, smash. Maybe he loose. <laughs> He loses to Brock, gets the airbrush thing done real quick, and is number 30 in the Rumble. Yeah, there 29. You go. Sorry, because our truth is 30 in the Rumble. There you um, go. That's a great way to sell Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I guess. So, anyways, a 2% botch that uh, Finn Balor wins at the Rumble. I'll go, I'll, you know what? I'm going to go as high as 5% that Balor wins because Vince has been known to change his mind on a, a couple things. So, okay, let's put it this way. What would have to happen? For uh, and barring injury to Brock Lesnar, the only thing that could happen that would lead Finn to win is if that was Brock's last match. Yeah, that would be it. You know, you know what, you know what it could be. You know what it could be. You know what it could be. Let me ask you this: Let's say tomorrow, and God, I hope this doesn't happen. Seth Rollins gets an injury that puts him out for a year. Mm-hmm. Who'd be who'd be the guy at Mania to beat Brock? Wouldn't at that point have to be Demon Balor? He has a regular match against regular Balor at Rumble. Whoever wins the Rumble would be a SmackDown guy, which would then kick up Balor to say, okay, let me do the Demon. Yeah, that would work. Maybe that would work. Moving on from Graham. Let's see what Graham has to say. He's also talking about some Rumble action. Rumble stuff. Hi, Steve. Hi, Larson. My question this week is, it looks kind of obvious that Seth's going to win the Royal Rumble, but I don't know about the Women's Royal Rumble. And I want each of you to pick... A dark horse for the men's and the women's Royal Rumble. Someone that you think could win, but not a lot of people think will win. Too sweet. Ariane Sheik. Thank you, Graham. Thank you, Graham. I'm going to stick with my, my early kind of uh, low odds pick to win the Rumble, Mustafa Ali. Sorry, he pinned Daniel Bryan once in a tag match. Uh, Daniel Bryan attacked him. Once Daniel Bryan finishes up his AJ, uh, AJ Dan- uh, can't think of his last name, AJ Styles storyline. AJ Bryan, yeah. AJ Bryan, AJ Danielson. <laughs> AJ Styles storyline at Rumble. 
he's free to do other things. Maybe refocus his attention on Mustafa Ali. Um, yeah, he hasn't really won. I don't think he's won. A, no, because he was in the losing end of the, the tag match when he and Ray tagged together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he got attacked viciously by Joe um, on SmackDown this week. But I think that's a really good opportunity to really build up the underdog character of Mustafa Ali uh, in a Samoa Joe feud. Um, wins the Rumble. Has this feud with Joe after Rumble. Really building up as an underdog. Wins that feud heading into Mania. Taking on Daniel Bryan for the WWE title. On the women's side, Ember Moon. Mm. If they decide to do a, a triple threat, Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, main event at Mania, it really opens up um, the women's rumble field. There's a lot of people who could win. Ember would be my pick because uh, she would then say, okay, Oscar, uh, I have unfinished business with you. Going back to NXT, we're going to go at it at Mania, have a match. All right. Story's uh, there, and I think Ember Moon is... Good enough. She's definitely good enough. And she's she's popular enough. That match would not be on the pre-show. Uh, my dark horse candidate for winning the men's rumble. This is like super, super not going to happen. But the New Day. Uh, you know, they were one of the first, if not the first on SmackDown to declare that they're going to be in the rumble. That doesn't really mean a lick of nothing. But uh, to I can't think of an act that is more... 180 degrees away from Daniel Bryan's current ideologies. The new Daniel Bryan is like the new day are all about consumerism and eating crap food. And we'll think about all the merch that they have. They have like a new shirt every other week. I know. Bootios. Yeah. Bootios. I I I understand what you're saying. They got the pancakes that they're shoving in people's mouths. It's apparently not going to be doing anymore, but you can kick that back up to hot dogs. Could you imagine the kind of like, you know, innuendo Big E could could pull off with hot dogs. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Hot dogs look like you know members. Mm-hmm. So so and on top of that, like you had that one little Easter egg segment uh, during that stand up meeting where they were eating meat right in front of Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan in particular would be tickled to work with all three of those guys sort of as one act. Mm-hmm. Eventually it ended up being Big E versus Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And what a match that could be. That'd be, be phenomenal. Mania. Phenomenal. That'd be phenomenal. That'd be so great. All right. Who's so, your pick in the women's rumble? Mandy Rose. I think WWE really likes her. And I think you're right. And that's that's never that's always a good thing, you know? That's mm-hmm. always uh, mm-hmm. so I yeah, Mandy, she's like in a, you know, who who's gonna argue with one million one million views on YouTube, uh, the highest uh, watched clip from SmackDown this week by far. Uh, you know, I think Mandy Rose. I think they really like her. All right. I think. I think she, let me ask you something. Who would you rather be right now, Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville? I guess Mandy Rose. Probably Mandy Rose. Although Sonya was supposed to have that match with Carmella. So yeah, but that happen. got cut. Yeah, probably for the Mandy Rose's segment didn't get cut. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. But Sony Deville is pretty great. The oh, she's about, awesome. The thing about Mandy Rose though is that does that have a limited ceiling? The the sort of oversex stuff. Yeah. You probably. So uh-huh. Maybe you want to be Sony Deville. Long term Sony Deville. Yeah. Long term maybe Sony. Deville. I think she's crisper in the ring. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. With and her that. mic works really good. I like her a lot. Yeah, Sonya Deville's great. Ryan Rugani has a question about Mania. Let's see what he has to say. Do you think with the women's tag titles being cross-branded 
that there's a chance that WrestleMania will be the triple threat with Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda for unification of the women's titles to make them both cross-branded, which would you could put like tag teams on SmackDown and singles competitors on Raw. Thank you, Ryan Rugani. Thank you, Ryan Rugani. It's not a bad idea. I want to see how the women's tag titles play out above brand. There's a lot of fun stuff they can do with that. There's a lot of cool stuff. They can take them down to NXT, which is what I would be excited about. Um, And they can show up sort of unexpectedly places. That's always fun. Um, But I think the the women's title stuff, I think I'm, I'm kind of still thinking what you sort of originally planned out or you what you sort of saw happening where both Asuka, neither Becky nor Ronda comes away from the Rumble as champions. I sort of see that playing out. Sasha did throw up the, the four horsewomen sign in uh, Ronda's face. I mean, she's teasing. Could be. Something Could be. to come. So, uh, so no, I think that uh, I don't think that match, I don't think anybody should have a title there. I don't think it needs it. I think it's great without it. Although Vince, you know, as as we've seen with the with the Brock Goldberg stuff back in the day or a couple of years ago, he likes to shock people. He likes to have titles mm-hmm. on in big things, mm-hmm. in big things. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, that's that, that that's a raising of the stakes. Unification. Why don't you give us the case for unification? My case is solely based on one sentence in uh, Cage Side Seats rumor report for uh, Wednesday morning, which said there's talk of the brand split going bye bye. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, especially with the Fox deal coming up, they don't have to, you know, like satisfy two different broadcasters. Try to make them happy with like who's on the roster. So they'll bring the band, brands back together and just share talent across both brands. You know, if they both that it, way, both USA and Fox gets the top names. No one has to feel left out because we don't get Ronda Rousey or Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns whenever he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not kickstart all that by having unification bout? Um, for the women's title yeah. at Mania, Champ Becky versus Champ Ronda, winner takes all. If they booked it right, it'd be cool. Like NXT, how you you don't see Aleister Black every week, you don't see Gargano mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. If they did that properly, you can have a roster as big as what they have and get away with ending the brand split. What they can't do is what they did when they had the Raw Super Show, where everybody would show up there, and then just the best people would show up on SmackDown. And you would just see the same people on Raw and SmackDown rather than. Well, what you're saying is just get rid of the brand. You're saying they can't get rid of it. No, I'm saying if, they, if, if they're going to get rid of the brand split. They're not going to turn SmackDown into a freaking clip show. No, I know they're not. But the worry is that the same 25 talents will show up on Raw and SmackDown. Rather than giving opportunities to people who might not. Who get TV time now on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. Who might not so if what, they do what you'd have to do brand shows. What you'd have to do one brand show is Rhonda shows up on two Raws and two SmackDowns per month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth the same. You mm-hmm. know, they, they would just mm-hmm. have to schedule them out yeah, yeah. so that the storylines would, would make I, I think I think that could be strong stuff. The women the women's division would definitely need a mid card title or two at that point. You know, like make the US title I don't know, above gender, something like that. Somehow get it off. You know, I don't know who has it. Who has it right now? Who US title, it? Rusev. Rusev. 
have Lana pin him for it, you know? No, they can free bird it. The, yeah, yeah, they can free. Yeah, couples can. Yeah, can free bird it. Or then at that point have a mixed ma- have a mixed tag uh, mm-hmm, title mm-hmm. that makes sense because people need to be chasing stuff and yep. creative over there is not good enough to have yeah without story without uh, titles titleless yeah, stories I know you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well inside to outside repairs to renovations get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today you can do this when you Angie that the Angie's list you know and trust is now Angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's list is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, next, new Matt Chatter, RB3. RB3. Let's see what RB3 has to say. Hey, friendos. First time Matt Chatter, Russell Bird III, or RB3, here with a question. Just wanted to know if you guys could go back on any NXT fan favorites' careers and change the impact that they had on the main roster to make them big-time names, who would you pick and who would you go back? How would you go about implementing their storylines on the main roster, whether it be Bo Dallas, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, The Ascension. There's so many fan favorites from NXT that just never lived up to the hype on the main roster. How would you guys change that? Thank you, friendos. Thank you, RB3, and welcome you. to Matt Welcome Chat. to Matt Chat, absolutely. Oh, I go first. Bob Roode. I know he wasn't a fan favorite. He wasn't a face. He was a favorite of ours, man. But he was a favorite of ours. Yeah. And I think people who appreciate really good work appreciate Bob Roode's work at NXT because it was glorious. Yeah, man. He was great. He was a heel, but he wasn't a cowardly heel. But he wasn't a monster heel either. He was a tactician, a strategist. And I always go back to his first match against Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT title. He didn't shy away from a fight, but he knew when to pick his spots. He had a strategy going into that match, followed through on it, led to a win. He pushed Nakamura past the point where he was comfortable, and up Nakamura costed himself the title because he injured his knee. Going too far. Doing too much. I love that Bob Roode. Great in the mic. Uh, his stuff with Roderick Strong was mostly pretty funny. Yeah, that was good stuff. Egging him on. That was all great stuff. And then he shows up on SmackDown on his debut, and he cuts pretty much a babyface promo. And I was like, oh, this, this is, I don't like where this is going. He was smiling too much even then. And then, you know, we were like, okay, maybe it's just a situation where where uh, they know he's going to get a face pop when he debuts because people love Bob Roode. Handle it that way after the, the first show. Move on, do something interesting with him. No, he's been boring, smiling, baby-faced Bob Roode ever since. Yeah. The most fun he's had in his year and a half on Maine is when he got to say urine. Yeah, which is pretty funny. Um, That's been the high point for Bob Roode. Well, it's I mean, real easy. Plus he won the tag title. Yeah, high points when he said urine. I think they're going to really turn enjoy those it. guys heel. They need to turn heel. Bob Roode heel. Have, have them have a decent run as tag champs. Have Bob Roode turn on Chad mm, Gable. No, don't turn on him. I think Gable could be a terrific heel. He can. I want Bob Roode to turn heel. There's too many singles wrestlers, man. Have them be a great tag heel team. 
Bob Brew needs to turn heel. I don't care if it's by himself or with Chad Gable. He needs to turn heel. He needs to go back to NXT Bob Roode. A layered character with motivation. Yeah, he never put CEOs in the front row, but I don't really care about that. Um, wrestling matches like he did in NXT. Primarily with this. Headbutts. The brain. Head, oh, brain. Okay, brain. Right. Listen, there's one easy answer here. There's one completely simple answer here. Why didn't they have Neville just be Pac? Like that attitude, that heel. So why did it take them so long to let that dude just have his personality? The Maybe one of the top five personalities in all of wrestling. They kept that from us until they put him on 205 Live. Are you kidding me? That guy was there the entire time. We had no idea. So that's how you, that's how you do Neville is just Pac. Bastard Neville. I have, yeah, I have no idea if he was like that before uh, his run in WWE or NXT. I never knew about him before then. I just, like, I found out later I on. I wonder if it's a situation where they saw his moveset and they're like, oh, that's a babyface moveset. You're a babyface. That could be. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's kind of dumb, though. He came out and he was just, like, he didn't even talk. He wouldn't even talk. And he's great. And then as soon as. Holds the mic like this. Now he's like. It's fantastic. You know, oh man, where was that guy? That's that's what we should have had the entire time. He'd be universal champion right now. He'd be the new Brock Lesnar. He would be moving on. Pock Lesnar. Pock Lesnar. There you go. You got it. No, don't don't. You got it. Pac it's not Lesner. good. No, it's not good. Dun dun. Pock. Pock. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Next, Zena sixty four. Let's see what Zena has to say. Salutations, friendos. So, Finn Balor made a surprise appearance and had a match at UK NXT TakeOver. And my question is, uh, pick three main roster stars that should have a, a TakeOver match of their own at a, at a TakeOver this year. Um, I'm sure uh, maybe like a Seth Rollins, a, uh, maybe another Finn Balor, a Kevin Owens when he comes back. Um, but yeah, which uh, three main roster stars you think would have a killer uh, NXT takeover match if the opportunity came. Uh, thank you. Bye. Thank you, Zenith64. Thank you, Zenith. You go first. All right, man. Listen to this lineup. All right. Because this, this is a great idea, man. This, I just, is, this, is, a, this some, is a fantastic somebody idea. somebody get me in front of Triple H say, look, give me five minutes of your time, okay? NXT should be your premier wrestling destination. Wrestling destination. And you get a guy like Seth Rollins, you give him three months in Orlando and a killer NXT takeover match. Now, you took Seth for part of your answer, so uh -huh. I left him alone. Here's what I got. Listen right. to this. All right. All right. And mine are kind of like the first two, especially, I think, are, are very doable. I didn't go after huge marquee names, right? Oh, that's what you got to do. Apollo Crews, who's a decent name on Raw. He's struggled to really get to, to take a good bite out of something, but you know that dude can probably put on just a stellar match. So I have him matched up with his friend in real life, Ricochet. See, that's what really pushes this idea over the top because they're friends. Yeah. Killer idea. Great Twitter stuff back and forth during this feud. Who doesn't love Twitter stuff? And then we've got two other guys who have a history together. Yeah, Although the Kingdom I'm and Ring of sure Honor. How long were they together in the Kingdom? I don't know. Not long enough to make any sort of impact because I never heard about and it. And WWE would definitely not mention it. <laughs> but you get the Canellises, you get Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis with her Twitter activity. Uh, and then they, they take on Adam Cole because they have a history, I guess. Uh, and then I've got just because just today, Bailey told Shayna Baszler, quote, 
shut up. <laughs> so you get Bailey versus Shayna Baszler as sort of a precursor. Maybe the, the, the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing is like a series of matches. Yeah, culminating in the culminating eight woman in tag. Big thing. Yeah. And the first of those can be Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. So you're close on that one. Loser has to shut up. Shouldn't match. be Bailey. It should be Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I think that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Here's what I got: Seth Rollins versus Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa fancies himself the greatest sports entertainer of all time. Seth Rollins gets the universal title and says, "I have a belt that says otherwise." They that. have match. Good. Uh, next, AJ Styles versus Johnny Gargano. Best wrestler on Main versus best wrestler in NXT. Fantastic. 17-star oh. match. Yeah, great. Next, I know they've had a match before, but I want to see this in uh, NXT. Rey Mysterio versus Ricochet. Oh, Ooh, that'll happen. Oh, yeah. That's what I want to see. We'll hopefully get that next year. Oh, we should. 2020, when Ricochet comes up. Uh, next up, oh, man, living the gimmick, Cactus Jackie. What is she doing here? She's shoveling, shoveling snow. snow. Oh, man, I took one look at that. I was cracking up. Uh, Cactus Jackie has a question. Um, this is something we get asked every year, I think. We always want to know what's going to happen. Let's see what we're talking about here with Cactus Jackie. Hey, Stephen Larson. How will Kofi save himself from being eliminated from the Royal Rumble this year? Thank you, Cactus Jackie. Thank you, Cactus Jackie. Um, oh, boy, it looks cold over there. Oh, yeah. boy, oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Snow, fan, yay or nay? Uh, in limited amounts. Yeah. Like, I'll go to the snow. I'll visit. I'll play, have a snowball fight, make a snow angel, maybe do some sledding. That's the extent of it. Yeah. Man, I got to take Bam into the snow. Anyways. Uh, so what's Kofi going to do? Jetpack. Okay. That works. Um, so Biggie's been playing with his breasts lately. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like, it's just more than normal. All right. It's like an obscene degree. Yeah. So something involving Biggie's large pectoral muscles. Could. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Could uh, how about this? How about this? Oh, I got it. I got it. All right. Big E between now and the Rumble, he's so obsessed with his own bosoms uh-huh. that he starts wearing a man's ear. All right. All right. A bra, but for men. Yeah. Uh, and Kofi is on the pre- what do you call it? It's a skin in the cat. Yeah. Right. He's on the precipice. Uh, he jumps up and he's got nowhere to go. Big E goes like this. Catches him. Catches him with the brazier. Okay. With the man Z. All right. And then, oh, and then he uh, flexes. See, I was going to say that too, that he does the earthquake. Yeah. Flexes his pecs and propels Kofi back in the ring. See, we share a brain. There you go. See, I like that. That's good. And it's comedic and it's. Because they've used, they used pancakes before. They had applied her pancakes. That was last year, I believe. They that landed on the right. pancakes. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's the 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 the, it's the pecs. The pecs. pecs. Propulsion. Peck propulsion. Peck propulsion. That's Peck the propulsion. answer. That's the answer. Next, Devin the dude. He has a question too. He does have a question. Hey, friendos. It's Devin the dude here, back with another Mad Chat question. Um, this week, uh, I heard a rumor that Dean Ambrose will be facing EC3 at WrestleMania as a possible possible match. Uh, I want to know what you guys think of that. How will the build go? And kind of like, I don't know, it kind of, to me, is random. But, I mean, I don't know. Most WrestleMania matches sometimes have random matches that we don't see coming. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Thank you, Devin the Dude. You want to go first? Heck yeah, man. I'm down for this. Dude, listen. Listen. Listen, here's the thing. Dean ain't going away. He ain't going anywhere. And he's a big name. He's a big deal. Let me ask you something. What? What would you rather see? EC3 in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal not winning it 
or EC3. Losing to Dean Ambrose? Yeah. Yeah. Because he ain't winning either one, but one of them is a pretty big deal. They're, I don't think they're going to put Dean on the kickoff again this year. I don't think they will. I don't know, man. EC3, he's going to surprise the crowd. I don't think Vince understands what he has with EC3. I don't think he knows either. I don't think he knows. Otherwise, he would have had a he would have had an actual debut instead of all this weird miming stuff. I know. I'm down with this, man. I think this is good. That's it's, a big it's, feud. It's stylistically in ring. Uh, it's not a good match. Nah. Well, EC3's sort. Of, I mean, there's nothing. It's 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 EC3 is just a wrestler. He's I know. Just, no, but that's, I think that's my point is that EC3 he's just kind of a standard pace kind of plotting wrestler who does a lot of power moves and that's what Dean fancies himself these days. However, Dean isn't the power wrestler that most power wrestlers are. Yeah. Um so I think in terms of the in-ring stuff, it's going to be meh. Yeah, that that's that's And I feel like promo-wise, EC3's great on the mic. Dean when he wants to be or has good material can be good. Oh, I think it'd be good. But I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a situation where there's just as many misfires as hits. I just don't think it's a good pairing. Not at all. Oh, man, I think you're It's crazy. better than EC3 having a match against Dolph Ziggler, but I just don't think it's a good pairing so on paper. It's better than a lot of other – maybe even – I know we've, heard, we've seen this. We looked up the rumor. It's out there. It's a, it's a legitimate rumor anyways. Give me EC3 versus Baron Corbin. I'd rather see that. Yeah, I'd rather see that too. That's totally a kickoff match, though. That's fine. But that's a win for EC3. Maybe that'd be a win for EC3. I don't know, man. I think you're underestimating what they think about Baron Corbin. He's only humiliated by one person. That guy's John Cena. Otherwise, they kind of like that guy. Man, yeah, no, they like him. This is EC3, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out though. I'd be I'd be down for look, man. If EC 3s in a, it, I'll put it this way. I don't care who it's with. If EC 3s in a singles match at Mania, I think that's great. No, it's a win for him. Instead of just coming out, when is he going to talk? Get that, I know. Get that guy in the mic. That's like his top skill. Oh, dude, he's a great on. talker. And also body. That's a top skill. Well, they've been utilizing that because we've been doing a lot of posing body. and yeah, flexing. they have actually been utilizing that. So smiling smile really is his top skill. Yeah. Smile. Yeah. With his messed up teeth of his. And his smile's all crooked and weird. But it's so sincere. It is. It's such a sincere. Like, I've never seen anybody manage to pull off good natured and supremely arrogant as well. Like when MJF, for example, over there on the indie circuit, MJF, he smiles. He wanna punch his face. It's just yeah, all yeah, arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible, right? You hate that guy, which is yeah. great for him. Yeah. That's what his job. Bob Rude and NXT, same way. Uh Oh, but he's so good looking. Oh, I know. MJF is kind of ugly. EC3 is like, he's like charmingly ugly, you know? He's not an ugly dude. He's a good looking guy. Super orange, which adds to the arrogance. And that's that crooked smile of his is so charming. It can be. It can be. Oh, he's the great. He's the best, man. Anyways. Uh, Steven M. This is a very interesting situation he's talking about here. A lot of weird things going on in Ring of Honor. Let's see what he has to say. Ring of Honor, there is a deal with New Japan that's coming up soon, and New Japan are keen to work with Kenny still, and he's likely going to AEW. So if New Japan leave the Ring of Honor deal for AEW, should Ring of Honor sign a deal with WWE? I know it sounds a bit preposterous, but they have been collaborating and using footage from Ring of Honor for documentaries and stuff like that, and there is a huge Ring of Honor alumni in WWE. So if there was like an involved sort of deal with Ring of Honor in WWE where they traded talent and just kept each other going would be a good idea 
And won't argue for, won't argue against too sweet. Ready on Jake. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Here's one reason WWE would not want this arrangement potentially because they already have a Ring of Honors called NXT. Um, the reason they utilize Evolve is kind of their NXT is NXT because it's a smaller promotion. They have smaller shows. There's no TV. I don't know. They might be on WWN. Well, yeah, Ring of Honor has actual TV. No, I know, but I mean, yeah. you can if well, everybody has YouTube. Well, I mean, streaming service. <laughs> yeah. I think they're on a streaming yeah, service. Yeah. Anyways, I, I get I, your I get your point. Um, and yeah, there's they they seem to kind of work together in terms of Ring of Honor letting WWE use uh, footage um, that's mutually beneficial. Um, WWE has content, and then Ring of Honor I'm sure gets paid handsomely for usage of their tape library. And also, people see, for most recent example, the Nigel McGuinness documentary, they see the clips of him wrestling in Ring of Honor, like, oh, I want to see more of this. Oh, Ring of Honor has a streaming service. I could subscribe to that and watch a bunch of old Nigel McGuinness matches. It works out great for Ring of Honor. As far as a talent sharing thing, I don't think so because WWE is in the market for a lot of the talents that Ring of Honor wants to get themselves. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see WB wanting to pursue that because they want to take their top talents, Ring of Honors, that is, and send them to NXT. Um... I guess it would benefit Ring of Honor, especially if they can get their tape library in the network. But then they could they, that would potentially mean the end of Honor Club, which I don't know what kind of revenue stream that is for them. Probably a fairly substantial mm-hmm. one, I would think. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. I just, it doesn't seem like a great fit. New Japan Ring of Honor is a good fit because yeah. it, it increases Ring of Honor's uh, exposure um, overseas, and it does the same for New Japan here. Um, talent sharing makes sense. Um, does Ring of Honor, see, Ring of Honor... Number one, yeah. If 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 Ring of Honor was offered some sort of partnership talent exchange thing with WWE, obviously they'd want to say yes. They're they're unless unless the terms are the same as all the promotions over in the United Kingdom, which is <laughs> yeah, they get to buy them. Yeah. yeah. Another aspect, sorry, to interrupt you, is that Ring of Honor just isn't owned by Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, it's owned by a huge media conglomerate. Yeah. That can complicate things, especially when they're talking about the larger television the business. Here, here's the thing, though. Does Sinclair even know they own Ring of Honor? They do because their CEO talked about it and, 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 and recognized that they have not done enough to promote or fund the show. And it can't, when he was talking about it, he kind of came off like a dude who just found out minutes before that they own Possibly. Ring of Honor. Possibly. So he might be a big fan of WWE and be like, wow, we can do that? Really cool. We have Let's WWE too? <laughs> right. Well, it's called Ring of Honor. Yeah. But it's wrestling. Wow. Wrestling we, is WWE, right? Can we work with WWE? Okay. So if you take that aspect, like, I don't know, like, it, chance like, probably is not going to happen. Would Ring of Honor love this? Yeah, of course they would. Uh, yeah, here's the thing about Ring of Honor. They're in a very interesting situation right now because there's no guarantee that New Japan, although I think it's likely, there's no guarantee that New Japan is would if 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 New Japan come whenever the deal with Ring of April, Honor. I think. That's what it I must be too. like shortly after the MSG show. I would think so. Month of April at some point. If New Japan was given an either or situation Work with AEW or Ring of Honor. They're going to choose probably All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. Because of the talent there. Because of Kenny Omega. Because of maybe simply because of one person, Kenny Omega. Um, Ring of Honor has been loading up on some fantastic talent. You mentioned some talent that WWE was going after, for example, Bandito. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if a similar arrangement between Ring of Honor and, for example, CMLL uh, would be as beneficial to Ring of Honor. I don't know because it's not like CMLL is trying to come over here to the States in the same yeah, manner yeah, yeah, yeah. that Ring of Honor or that New Japan has been. Um, but they have some really well, good talent. Ring of Honor just signed Rush. 
And they just, yeah, they just signed they Rush. They just signed Rush. And Bandito as well. Um, well, Rush is, you know, he's a huge star in CMLL. Where is Bandito? Wasn't Bandito? Bandito, he was on, he was in Triple Mania. Was he Triple A? Okay. I don't know if he was full-time Triple A, but he was, okay. he was on Triple Mania. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, would it, would it benefit Ring of Honor? Absolutely. Would it benefit WWE? They already have the Ring of Honor. They have NXT. Yeah, I... I I don't really know how. Like, here's the only here's the only situation I could see it happening. It's the only situation I could see it happening. WWE does another Cruiserweight Classic, and they say, "Hey, we'd love to see Bandito and oh, uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham." Yeah, 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 yeah. Over in the Cruiserweight Classic, we'll give you a couple guys. We'll give you an Apollo Cruz and somebody else for one of your shows. What do you say? Maybe, 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 maybe. Um. But a full-time working partnership? No. Yeah, I, I because here's the thing. Ring of Honor and New Japan, that relationship was mutually beneficial. Like it was they were both but WWE has nothing to gain from a similar relationship. So you're right. It, it would be hard to believe that would be the case. Um on top of that, like it, it's not like WWE kind of I think got everybody they wanted. From NXT. I'm sorry, from, from Ring, Ring of, of Honor. Honor. I mean, think about it, just who they took. Yeah. I mean, the Undisputed Era, basically. Yeah. With know? the exception, probably of Jeff Cobb and, I guess, Bandito, because they were trying to trying to sign him. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. that Did they, did they actually try to sign Jeff Cobb? I don't know if they, I don't know if they could. Does the nature of the Lucha Underground contract, I don't know if they could. But I don't even know, because he said that on his bucket list is NXT. Mm-hmm. And I so I mean there was obviously some period between Lucha Underground and Ring of Honor. I don't know. I don't know. We never heard that they were trying to go after him. We heard about Bandito. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I if you could like. It just seems like if he was able to sign with WWE and he wanted to go there or wants to go there, then why didn't he go there? Yeah. If he had the ability to sign with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder. I you know you know. I wonder if that was just a matter of six months. Oh, could be. That could have been a difference. Could be. Because he gets out of his Lucha Underground contract, and, he, and WWE probably offers him a normal NXT contract, which is not that lucrative. Ring of Honor probably triples that at least. Oh, at least. At least, right? You wait six months, this all elite wrestling thing happens, WWE might be offering a lot more. Mm-hmm. A lot more. And also all elite wrestling be offering. And they'd probably deal. be offering a lot more, too. I have no idea. Yeah. It's just you look at the timing of things and maybe. Um, but would Ring of Honor love that? Yeah, I just don't see what's in it for WWE. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, next, a question from... The Dope Family. Yeah. Let's take a look. What's up, friendo? I this is Dove here and Dove Jr. Okay. What do you guys think the odds of AJ Lee coming back during the Royal Rumble? Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Dope. Mr. Dope has assembled maybe the most adorable family unit I've ever seen in my entire life. Absolutely adorable. Anyways, Mrs. Dope wants to know, what are the chances of AJ Lee returning for the Rumble? So here's, here's the situation where it could happen. All right. She gets in her car. Morning of the Rumble, looking for... Uh, no, she has a book signing. She has a book signing to go to. Even though her book came out a couple years ago. She's trying to get to a Barnes & Noble. And uh, she's driving around. Oh, where is it? Oh, what's that giant, massive building right there? Wait, where is the Rumble? Chase Field. Chase Field. This is what it is. She, she gets in the car, or she gets she calls a lift. Yeah. And oh, yeah. there's a Barnes & Noble in the same general vicinity as Chase Field. Yeah, okay. And so she like got, gets one number wrong on the address. It's Chase Field instead of oh, the Barnes yeah, & Noble. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Makes and so the, the Lyft driver takes her to Chase Field. And she's like, Chase Field? What yeah. am I doing here? I don't see a Barnes & Noble. Maybe it's through this tunnel right here. And then she sees like one of her WWE friends are getting to the arenas. And she's like, oh, AJ, come here. Come yeah. over here. Yeah. And she's like, well, I got a book signing. Okay, fine. She wa- walks in. To see her friend, yeah. sees a bunch of, the, of her friends, and then like Mark Carano comes up and says, Hey, Jay Lee, what are you doing here? Did you we resign you? And she's like, No, I just visited. And he cuts her off and says, Oh, you want to be in the woman's rumble? You go on in like 25 minutes. Yeah. And then she says, Yes, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the only, yeah. I mean, dude, look. Let's let's not. That place would erupt. Oh heck yeah, the man! The roof would come off. I would love to see it happen. Building. I would love to see that it happen. Roof would AJ come off. Lee is great. Yeah, she's fantastic. However, and just to just to, just to see, I did some research on this question in advance of this taping. I got on her Twitter account. She has tweeted nothing about wrestling lately. Not less than nothing. It's all about Christmas stuff. There's like one or two they're vague turning, hints about CM Punk. They're turning her book into a TV show? Yeah. She's big producer money so now. So she's busy with all that. Yeah. So unfortunately. The chances are low. As you put it here in the notes, 2% botch. 2% botch. If she accidentally ends up in that ring, that's a possibility, it's I guess. pretty much the only way it would happen, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'd, I'd love to see it happen. She's phenomenal. Uh, next from Richard Morris. Let's see what Richard Morris has to say. Mm-hmm. Stephen Larson, Richard Morris here with another Matt Chat question. I'm going to keep it short this week. Steve zoned out during my question last week. 
uh, after seeing Asuka give AJ Styles last night uh, on SmackDown that look of who the heck are you and then continuing online with their Twitter war, what do you think of intergender matches coming back? Not all the time, not to the extent that they were before, but special showcases. Becky versus Seth would be amazing. I think an Asuka versus AJ match would be amazing. So just your thoughts. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Thank you. Thank you, Richard Morris. Thank you, Richard Morris. I think we'd both be in favor of, of limited intergender wrestling. Man, there's got to be at when least it one, matters. one intergender match I could see happening between now and 2024 in the WWE. <laughs> I mean, the next five years, man. Something's got to happen. And I'm not talking about like Becky versus, what was it? Was it Becky versus Ellsworth that one time? I'm not talking about that. You're talking like Becky like versus le- Seth Rollins. Like a legitimate match. Yeah, I could see something like that happening. Look, man, this all elite wrestling thing, it's going to kick things up a notch with WWE. They're going to have to start getting creative, WWE is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I could see that maybe happening. Like, oh, or even maybe uh, in the cruiserweight division mm. where it's all about flippy, flippy, jumpy, jumpy stuff. None of this power moves. No, nobody's getting power bomb. Nobody's taking a stiff punch to the jaw. None of that stuff. It's all about the flippy, flippy, mat based wrestling, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something like that. Or maybe we'll see uh, over in the UK, Jazzy Gabert. Yeah. She's big, tough gal. Yeah. I could see her laying the beat down on a, a Ligero, maybe. Flash Morgan Webster. Flash Morgan Webster. Or Jordan Devlin. Mark Andrews. There, there you go. Oh, man. So, yeah, I could see that happening to any number of guys there. Uh, so, possibility, next five years, maybe one match. Yeah. That's kind of the extent of it. Yeah. Though. Yeah. It's not, you don't even see it like, 2018 it seemed like there was a chunk of time like a four-month period when there was like a ton of like it was just jordan grace versus every big dude in the indie scene yeah yeah yeah. and then it sort of just died down yeah i know and it's not like you see anybody else do it's not like ring of honors doing it or impact is doing it yeah. nobody else is really doing it so, yeah i know so i don't know i think it would start there i would have like back when that was happening a lot six months ago like wasn't there a was it Deanna Parazzo? Didn't she have like an intergender match? Yeah, I think so. Against somebody. Wasn't Brian Cage? Was it Brian Cage? Maybe it was that match. Like it was happening here and there. You'd hear about it. And I was thinking, man, if this really turns into a thing, if Ring of Honor picks up on her impact, mm-hmm. then I could see it years down the line. Well, you know, he used to do a lot of intergender matches. Kenneth Ray. Lucha Underground. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And look at them now. So it's, you know, it's not a great spot. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can't argue that logic. Guess not. They did a lot, and look at them. They're not even, they you might, know. They might not be all a they're promotion doing is, anymore. All they're doing is holding people hostage with those contracts. Uh, next, Christopher Rampersad. Let's see what Christopher Rampersad has to say. Hello, Steven Larson. Can you power run what stupid things Vince will make heavy machinery do? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher Rampersad. So what other dumb stuff can Vince make heavy machinery do? You have an answer you wrote down here. What is oh, it? I can't say that on camera, though. Well, you can say poop. Eat literal shit. So, and then yeah. you just said it <laughs> poop. I, I don't know, man. I don't get where, what is the Otis? What is that? And then they're just making some weird concoction backstage. Like he's just diving into the comedy of the absurd with these guys. Like, that's, I think gonna, that's giving Vince too much credit. Though. Is he going to start doing some like Monty Python stuff with them? They're going to start eating boogers or something like that. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Otis is going to pick his nose and eat it. Yeah. 
I don't I mean what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with I don't that. No. You know, they weren't even really over in NXT. No. Like no. can like do they have to send everybody? Is Otis going to take an eclair out of the trash can needed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, like is Otis going to strip naked in the ring or something? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Like he'll tuck it and <laughs> start doing a dance. <laughs> and say, "Hey Tucky, look. I tucked it." Ducky. I don't know, man. Like at some point, don't you just release some guys? Hey, you know what, man? This is basically the best we're going to get out of you. You got to go to AEW. Maybe they can figure it out. I mean, at least steaks and weights with something. They like to work out and they like to eat beef. Yeah, but that's got to have a ceiling, right? Yeah, I mean, NXT was a ceiling. It's got a lower ceiling than Mandy Rose. But then they... Now it's just like they'll shovel any garbage in their in their mouth. Now is that what it is? <laughs> is that where it's headed? That's Maybe a good point. put anything in a blender and yeah. he'll and Odie and Otis will drink it. They're Odie. just gonna be like they're gonna be the wrestling fear factor. Yeah, there you go. They're That's like, it. That's hey, Ducky, you found a lizard outside. Hey, Ducky, I found a rat. <laughs> I went to the pet store and bought this bag of grasshoppers. Hey, Ducky, look. Old shit. It's dry and hard. He breaks it off like a cracker. Look, it's old shit, Ducky. <laughs> Fat along old white dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, I got a couple text questions. First, from Joshua, the Dynamic Knight Martinez. He asks, who will be the next underrated wrestler from the WWE that leaves for better opportunities somewhere else, excluding the revival? Oh, it's Finn Balor. He doesn't have all the titles. He's being underutilized. Get He's going someplace here else. with that. No, it's Mike Knells. That's a great answer. Uh, Mike right. Nels. It's Mike Nels. What on the 205 Live for? It dude's like 6'2". <laughs> I know. He's like, he wrestles like just traditional pro wrestling. 204.9999 pounds. <laughs> Get out of here with that Canella stuff, man. That dude could be a star. Him and Maria Canellas? Are you kidding me? Oh, man. He goes to AEW. Club goes over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recreate this stuff. That's what I'm talking uh, about. What do you got? Drew Gulak. Yeah, that's a good answer. I thought they were going to put that title on him. Seemed like it. And uh, look, if the rumors are true that they're going to put Kushida on 205 Live, straight to 205 Live, Maybe that means they're just investing a lot more into 205 Live and they're going to try to really boost those ratings. I mean, that's a possibility. I'm not sure, you know, if what else it, need, it needs to maybe go on before SmackDown Live, like, you know, tape it you before. You know what, if Kushida does sign with WWE and that's the plan, I hope he's aware of that before he signed that contract. Hey, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Maybe, hey, you're always talking about people wanting to take on the challenge of building something. I do, I do. 205 Live. I know, to that's 205 kind of the Live. ultimate challenge right now. In it terms really of WWE. is. Everybody rolls their eyes when they say 205 Live. That's terrible because it's like I know. really good matches. It is really stuff. good matches. But but what, but what what's the but then? What's the but? But It's just not a good vibe. It's not a good vibe. The show it's does not, not have a good vibe. It's it not. was getting there when they were doing it after, after, uh, before SmackDown. Yeah, but the ratings When Mustafa was there. The ratings were still crap. Once Mustafa left. Uh, vibe wasn't there. Then now they're going to start doing it after SmackDown. The vibe's going to be gone. Yeah, 
Apparently the uh, Buddy Murphy uh, Humberto Creo match is really good. I haven't watched it as of us doing this yet. Apparently it was really good, and apparently the crowd reaction was not really good. Or maybe by the end it was. Maybe Cody yeah, Miles Yeah, I think it was that. by the end, but early on it was not. Yeah. Uh, next up we've got uh, Zach S. What a bummer. He sent us a text question, no video question. I miss my Zach Stolpa. He says, who is the indie wrestling Mount Rushmore? He says his personal list is AJ Styles, the Young Bucks, CM Punk, and Samoa Joe, guys who made huge inroads in the indie circuits before cashing in for big paydays later on. Um, we agree on two, and I think these are no, excuse me, no brainers, the Young Bucks. Mm, oh, for sure. And, and Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. Yeah, Joey Ryan's probably like the Washington. Like he's suit top to me. He founded, he's one of the founders of PWG. Yeah. And well, while he's wrestled, you know, dark matches, he had a stint in impact. Which yeah, brief. Brief stint in impact. He's more or less spent his entire career in the independent circuit. Oh, and, and he's still made going a living strong. Yes. And he still loves it. I mean, you can credit the Young Bucks with showing independent wrestlers that they can make a re- have a really good career, make a lot of money on the indies. Absolutely. Without Joey Ryan, I feel like paving the way for that. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, one of the next, one of the next members, uh, one of the next guys on my uh, Mount Rushmore of indie wrestling would definitely be Colt Cabana. Now, granted, he had a short, short, short stint on in WWE as Scotty Goldman, but w- given that his podcast kind of started the whole wrestling podcast thing in the first place, uh, the Art of Wrestling, which is still a terrific show, um, you know that dude proved that hey. There is another aspect of wrestling that people are absolutely into. They want to know more about, and in a very specific way, the podcast genre. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and dude, you know, he's all over the place selling merch. You know, he's he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll say uh, you got to put one of the founding fathers of Ring of Honor mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. I went with Brian Danielson. That's a good one. Um, CM Punk, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. They all moved on to uh, Impact or WB by the mid-aughts. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan stuck around until I think about 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Ring of Honor for like, I don't know, eight years, something like that. Yeah, I think he said, yeah. And exactly. not only was he a talent there, he was one of the instructors in their dojo. Yeah. Um, massively, massively influential wrestler. I started uh, the showcase mode just mm-hmm. to try to unlock some cutscenes for mm-hmm. the stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was talking about like in two, like he literally got signed in 2000 by WWE that first stint he did there. And he says, yeah, they just ended up releasing me because, you know, they didn't have anything for me. And then he went to ring of honor, spent seven or eight years there. Um, and then, you know, back to WWE released back to WWE Mm -hmm. after forced uh, to retire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, that was that was interesting stuff. I've also got uh, Christopher Daniels on my list. Good choice, because he never had. I mean, obviously had some a great stint in TNA. He was supposed to be the uh, higher power. He was supposed to be a big deal in WWE, yeah, but he was apparently too short, according to Vince McMahon, which is really silly considering Ridiculous. where wrestling has gone. But yes. that's the thing about him, though. He he, number one, he doesn't age, and number two, um, talk about a guy who was way ahead of his time. Like, if you look at who he's associating with now, man, if he was born 10 years later, he would be huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he's had a career that any wrestler should die for, mm-hmm. would absolutely die for. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but he's like 48 now. And if he was 38 now, dude, he'd be snapped up by NXT. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, I would be stunned if 
WWE didn't reach out to him even now for a a role in NXT as like, you know, player coach. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, I can still be super relevant in AEW and help build that. Yeah. Which is a smart move on his part. Them getting SCU is so awesome. Oh, it is. It really really is. Um, I thought about Christopher Daniels. Instead, I went with Loki. Oh, man. Love Um, uh, You know, his, his, his stints on the independent circuit might have been more at a necessity as opposed to maybe desired his part because he seems to burn bridges all over the place. Well, here's the thing about him. This is, this is my take on it. That dude does it his way or he doesn't do it. Sometimes his way involves like shoot, kicking people in the head. However. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then he just shanked Conan, but I think that yeah. was fake. But you look at the, so he was ring of honor champ in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. He's the current MLW champ. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere he's gone, he's won titles, Talk basically. Dude who doesn't age. Yeah. yeah. He and he wins championships same. everywhere he goes. He has been, for the most part, on the independent ranks for the better part of 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so and here's that the thing. means something. Doing it his way, he, he still does it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at his recent stint in Impact... And I forget the the story behind it or the alleged story behind it that they were gonna they were thinking of putting the world title on him and then they like swapped him out for Alberto or something like that and he's like yeah okay uh, I'm not gonna do that I'm leaving now. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, he was one of the coolest things about that run and impact. I, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was so good as part of LAX. Um, he's so much fun. Yeah, I mean, does he? There there was a match I saw. I forget who it was, but it was low key and somebody else. Uh. And the other guy was working seemingly just as stiff as him. And in matches like that, it just works. It works so well. It's just I don't think anybody wanted to work that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, man, no, I, I like Loki a lot. I think it's very – I think he's had one of the more interesting careers. Oh, definitely. Um, in that that dude, he just did it his way. And if he, if he didn't like what they were throwing at him, he'd just, okay, well, I'm leaving. Oh, he was the very first Ring of Honor world champ. Oh, okay. Well, there you go then. So he's a first Ring of Honor champ, and he was the he's the current MLW champ. Like he just showed like New Japan. He's in New Japan, and he uh, you know he starts wearing a suit and tie, and they're like, "Well, that's not cool." He's like, "No, nah, it's super cool." And they're like, "Well, we don't want you here anymore." Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, I want to wear my suit and tie because I yeah. think it's super cool. I'm yeah. leaving now. So I don't know, man. I think he's probably one of the more misunderstood wrestlers. Oh, it could be. Um, and uh, but no, I, I I appreciate that guy. I mean, I don't really I don't know him, but. I don't know. I kind of appreciate guys who just, hey, I'm going to do it my way. And if you don't like that, too bad. I'm going to do it my way. And if you don't like that, goodbye. So, yeah. Anyways. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Cool, man. That's the show. All right. Anyways, that's it. Uh, if you all want to be involved, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.